3: Here it is, Players' Lounge on a victory Monday. Hello, everyone. Nui Strug's joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players, undrafted free agent safeties, talking about Danny McCray and Barry Church. Gentlemen, there should be no complaining from the fan base today, right? No complaints after a 56-14 <laughs> win on Sunday Night Football, right?
0: There shouldn't be any. There shouldn't be any, but you know that somebody's gonna find a reason to. Me, I'm happy offense back on track, special teams playing well, and defense continuing to roll, so I'm all smiles on my side. Oh, I lost
2: y'all for a hot second, man. What was that again, Newie?
3: I said there should be no complaining amongst the fan base today after a 15-14 oh, yeah. you, you, win.
2: You right about that, man. You ain't gonna hear no type of complaining. I know I was a little bit of a, a grinch <laughs> last time we talked because I wasn't sure about whether this can be the formula for success or not, but Man, these boys, man, I whew, I mean, words can't even explain it, really, how dominating of a performance they had out there on Sunday. I mean, I figured they would win the game, but not like that, man. You got a special teams touchdown, a defensive touchdown. Dak looked back to his old ways, and I'm, I know we're going to break it all down in this, in this version of the players' lounge, but, man, I'm at a loss for words right
0: now.
3: Well, to me, I look at it simply as this. The defense finally got some help, right? That's all they needed. Just a little bit of help because the defense <laughs> came out there and continued to ball out like crazy. I mean, why Taylor Heineke decided to go after Trayvon Diggs? I don't know. I'm not a quarterback. I don't know what he was thinking. but Trayvon What, what was
2: he thinking there? Like, I don't know. You, you got... If there's one, you, I see, like, going into this game, they had it in their mind. Look, as soon as the game jump off, we're going deep. We are taking a shot deep. This first possession, that's what we're going to do. I understand that. You want to take your shot. But why take it to that guy? Like, you, you got Anthony Brown over here. You got all these other guys. You want to take a shot at a man who has probably the best ball skills out of any defensive back in the National Football League right now. Converted wide receiver. You want to take a deep shot on that guy? It just goes to show you Washington, man. They just... Losing teams, they they just know what they just know how to lose games, and they they started it off just right. He was
0: he, he was setting the tone, man. He was setting the tone for how the day was gonna go, man. Let me go out here and go ahead and wreck this game. And you see, right after that, the wheels fall off the Washington football team, right? They start getting points put up on them like crazy. Dudes on the sideline fighting, getting hit with right right hooks because they getting uh, fingers put on side of their face. Like the wheels literally fell off. After their second offensive play, which was which is absolutely crazy, because the game was more competitive a couple of weeks ago, so you figure maybe they would put up you know a better fight, but they just had no shot uh, last night, and, and 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 that's what we're supposed to do when you, when you go out there and you play a team who's missing some of their key players, you're supposed to go out there and you're supposed to stomp them out at the beginning of the game and, and end it before it even gets started.
3: Well, my my initial thought process was. Maybe Heineke is trying to get to- Terry McLaurin off because Diggs, erased him in the last football game and then McLaurin left the field hurt. So maybe they thought, you know, we're going to go after this dude right away. We're going to show him we're balls. Uh, bad idea. And Terry McLaurin, once again, basically shut down. He had three catches for 40 yards and the three catches came after the competitive football phase of the game was over. So Diggs, in my opinion, guys, this, uh, we're not talking, you know, because he's made the Pro Bowl. I'm talking all pro now. <laughs> he's got to be on the first team all pro list with 11 interceptions here. The, I, I mean, I don't know who'll be the second corner, but Trayvon Diggs has got to be on the all pro team. He, he's got to be. You,
2: you, you're 100% right about that. I mean, look, I know the guy's giving up the most yards out of any corner <laughs> in the National Football League right now. but. When you're talking about a guy who's making game-changing plays, game, momentum, swinging, whatever you want to call it, this dude is making splash plays each and every week. Like, this guy has his hands on footballs. Like, he's a wide receiver out there. So, I I mean, it's going to be hard for me to see two other corners ahead of him, Um, especially when you talk about the all-pro team, they might want to throw in Jalen Ramsey because he's having a heck of a season out there as well. But when you talk about the main job of a defensive back, especially a cornerback, this dude is doing it. He's getting the ball. He's intercepting each and every pass that's (laughs) thrown his way. And if it's not intercepted, it's contested. And what he's doing a better job of, that earlier in the season, we were kind of like, I don't know, is he a leader or not? He's shadowing the best receiver. not only is he shadowing, He's shutting them down. So this guy, yes. I mean, he's just taking his game to next level after next level after next level. And, you know, I know all pros already in Pro Bowl, all pro. That's already in. We need to be talking about defensive player of the year as well. I mean, I know Michael Parsons is getting a lot of a lot of, um, you know, adulation and celebration for him being in a defensive player of the year running. But this guy digs. He needs some of that as well. man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, listen, hey, Diggs is balling. I thought it was crazy when he was going through training camp and he was like, man, I had I got my hand on 14 balls last season. I gotta convert all those into interceptions. I was like, boy, you ain't getting 14. Nothing. Ain't no way. And he literally is on his way to doing that. He's on pace, especially with some of the quarterbacks that you that you figure that you're gonna play. Kyler Murray hadn't been planned as well. Then you got was it Jalen Hurts coming up? So you have a chance to get to 14, realistically, especially if they're gonna continue to come at you. My only question for Heineke, if we go back on that last uh subject, is why don't they run a double move? Like they literally just come out and, and McLaurin just runs right. straight down the field. I'm like, you're not showing any respect for this dude, and he's been Intercepted passes from the beginning of the season at an alarming rate and that, that's the guy you decide to go at Trayvon Diggs should be in the conversation for all of the accolades for defensive player of the year uh, for all pro team, for, for everything he should be in that conversation because when you get 11 like church you, you play defensive back when you get 11 interceptions in a season that should be like that's the end of the season you might do that by week 16 17 This dude
2: still got games to play. Man, you're talking about 11. Shoot, getting getting five interceptions is is tough in the league, man. This dude is out here snagging them. Not only just getting picks, but getting pick sixes, man. Like, this this is ridiculous. And, you know, I'm going to go back to Taylor Heineke one more time here. This dude needs to be an all-time backup. Whether it's second string, third string, whatever the case may need to be, he needs to be an all-time backup. I don't want to hear nothing more about Taylor Heineke and his magical approach to winning games and all this other stuff First of all, the guy he he was he was playing like he was in a press position. I'm talking about Digs, and at the snap of the ball, he turned his back. So and he's looking at the quarterback the whole time. So you know he's playing some type of cover three, some type of zone where he all he's necessarily all he's concerned about is the deep pass. And you still throw the ball, and not only you throw the ball, you don't give your receiver a chance. He threw that ball all the way inside by the numbers. The safety almost got to the ball. So I mean, it, Taylor Heineke, man, I, man, where's Fitz Magic at?
0: He didn't go sit over there with Double G, man. Just like, nah, G sure G Double
2: G would have went out there and gave him a better opportunity <laughs> than what Taylor Heineken did. I mean, that was downright terrible. Uh, Double G looked better just showing up on Thursday
0: than uh, he Taylor yeah, he Heineken did. He's been here all season. Here he go. Here he go. We <laughs> don't G, know about you G man? We don't even know about Double G. G. G, all right, man. Shout out to Trayvon Diggs. He is, he is balling. And what I thought was unrealistic at the beginning of the season with him saying he's going to get 14 interceptions – he, he he's on his way. So shout out to him. I'm happy to be wrong. His son is is on point. Hey, he's owning pretty much every quarterback that he's playing against. And I'm just confused why they keep going at him. Like, they're you remember when they said uh, Brett Favre gave a straight hand that last sack. That like that, that's what I feel like these quarterbacks are doing. They're like, you know what? Let me try to get this man the record. Like, I, I don't understand what's going on. Hey McCray, what
2: what team were you a part of? Like, who, who had the most interceptions on a squad that you were a part of ever, like, in your whole career?
0: <laughs> Man, look, you, you, the, the entire time I was there, you were there too, church, all right? And yeah. we did not have any defensive backs that were getting uh, interceptions like that. So I would probably say, like, two or three. Uh, yeah, even in we're, Chicago,
2: wasn't nobody getting no picks in Chicago like that either. Nah, no,
0: nobody, nobody was getting like bro. Nobody gets picks, no, not like this. But yeah, but we, we weren't, we weren't, we, we weren't a team that were turning the ball over uh, like we are now. You know, and, and, and shout out to the other guys who were also getting picks and pick sixes. It's, it, it, it's, it's literally something that you just won't see again for a long time.
2: Nah, no, in my nine year career, the most picks I've ever seen was uh, I think AJ Boye had six. In Jacksonville, and that was unprecedented. I'm like, man, this dude's balling out of control. This guy almost doubled it with three games left in the season. I mean, it's, <laughs> this is nuts, man. This
3: is crazy. Cowboys haven't seen it in 40 years. Everson Walls ended up with, with 11 picks back in 1981. Something that's very interesting, and, and I'm going to try and look into this later on, Danny, um, about Diggs being possible defensive player of the year. Stephon Diggs, I mean, Stefan Gilmore. Ended up winning it a couple years ago with New England. I, I, I need to go back and see exactly what kind of year he had in which he was able to capture that award. And maybe something along the lines, maybe Cowboys PR needs to probably get involved in is starting to look at what has Diggs done against some of these elite wide receivers. I mean, Justin Jefferson is, is elite as mm-hmm. a receiver in the National Football League. I think he held him to two catches. On, yep. the, or on Halloween night. So, you know, building up that resume of just, okay, not only look at what he's done, who's, who has he done it against? Because that also matters. And we just say, all right, hey, look, you go over there, you go take that guy. Um, mm-hmm. That's when you're a different on, on a different level. And that to me is when you're talking about, you know, a, def, a defensive back being NFL Defensive Player of the Year, that's the kind of resume, those are the kind of things you look at.
0: And the and and swag that he's playing with you can, you can see it You can see it dripping off of him When he's out there playing the game Like I don't care Every time he make a play He's looking back to Either the opposing team sideline Like I don't understand Why y'all trying this Or you're looking to our sideline Like these dudes is crazy Like he's out there playing with no word He has the ultimate confidence And, and he continues to say it And he continues to play that way and you can see it man this, this is one of those years Where I wish that this was his contract year Because knew he, if this was it he would be making $100 million, right? Th- th- these are the type of years that you wish you have in a contract year. Yeah, he, he's going to break the bank eventually. And
2: I, and you could tell he's out there with so much sauce, so much swag, so much drip, just by his alignment. I mean, D-Mac, you understand this. When, <laughs> when, when, when corners are out there, they're not even like in the position. They're just out there walking around, standing straight up, you know, just looking around seeing what's going on you don't even know if they're ready to play if the snap like the snap can happen at any second and you don't even know if they're ready to play and he goes out there and make plays like that i mean the confidence right now for this dude is on another level i mean he can god he can he can probably cover god right now if he stepped on the field i mean this dude oh, is
0: totally no, I, I, no. I don't know what that <laughs> I was about to give Kevin Joseph some love and church over here take him to church. Church over hey, here, got church okay, The guys' right. cover
2: skills are unmatched right now, man. Unmatched.
0: Man, birthday, December 25th, just passed. You out here talking about
2: <laughs> Oh, He's talking about going on a football field. Y'all know it's a <laughs> joke, man. Y'all got to chill out with that. Man.
3: <laughs> so, you do bring up a good point. Boss Man Fat ends up getting a start. Almost had his hands on a ball that he had intercepted here. You guys have played in the league. How much is a guy like Kelvin Joseph, a rookie to this team, seeing everything that's happening, start? he starts to feed into and buying into, this is the program, this is how it works, and this is the level of play I need to be at if I'm going to be out here contributing on the football field?
0: Uh, yeah, listen, like, like we said last week, when you watch these guys and how they hustle and how they play especially the starters when you see Tank making a hundred million but he's out there Hustling like he's a rookie when you see Randy Gregory out there doing the same thing Michael Parsons being the man getting all the pub and he's still out there busting his ass every time he's, he's running through You know that they're showing the young guys that you have to come in and play this way If you want to be a part of our defense and you can see that on defense and you can see that on special teams When you see guys coming in here and they're giving everything they got to block these punts, right? Because they know that is the standard and we know the same standard is set like that on offense because the, the Dak Prescott is the leader of that group and they're going to follow him so they're always going to play hard but defensively last year what you saw was guys not hustling guys loafing and then that kind of trickling down to other guys on the squad and this year it is literally a 180 like if you step on the field you have to play up to this level or get off of it right and and you can see that's uh that's what's going on on our defense
2: without a doubt and what i'm gonna have to i'm gonna give it you know two two people credit on this one you know i gotta give two people credit one is Dan Quinn. I mean, he he, he made his defense flip a complete 180, not only on the field, but just the culture around the organization defensively, just knowing that, you know, they, they can be the strength of this team. Because for so many years, it was, you know, all the defenses holding us back, and, oh, the offense got to do so much for this defense to even be successful. But now they're able to switch that whole thing <coughs> around, and he has these guys flying around. So I got to give credit to Dan Quinn for that big turnaround defensively, and also Micah Parsons. I mean, this guy... This rookie, his energy out there is contagious. And you can tell by going out there. You've seen D-Law talking about, man, I got to get back out there. I got to get back on this field. This young guy, he's doing too much damage. I got to get a piece of that. He's making everybody else step their game up, whether it's on the defensive line, whether it's the linebackers, the secondary. He has that just contagious juice about him that gets everybody flowing, just that youthful experience out there that gets everybody just wanting to play football and having fun. And these guys are doing that. They're having fun out there. They're, they're not letting the pressure get to them, at least you know on, on, sur- on the surface of things. They're not letting the pressure get to them. They're flying around there. They're playing for each other. And I'm just glad these guys are having fun with it. And defensively, man, they're flying around.
0: They are flying New- around. Nui, Nui, my yes. man Tank, is, is he is he earning that twenty? He he earning
3: that hundred mil? Hey man, Tank Tank is setting the tone like crazy. mean, you think about it, Diggs gets the, the first offensive possession. Cowboys don't get anything done. So first play, Washington goes to Diggs. He makes the pick. Then they go out and convert a touchdown. It's seven to nothing. You got a fourteen nothing lead. Tank with the interception returns at forty yards unbelievable play, the kind of play you see at a high school level. It's not the kind of play <laughs> that you see in the yeah. National Football League made by by a big man like that. So Tank Lawrence is, in my opinion, I thought that was the backbreaking play to me when yeah. I saw that. I thought, okay, now this this is done. Uh, the, de- the defense is, is continuing to set the tone. The offense has come to do their part here. This is not going to be the Washington football team's day. And Tank Lawrence is, is the undisputed leader in my opinion, of this defense. he's He is that alpha dog here. And while he won't make, the, make a Pro Bowl um, because of the time he missed, he's back to being a blue-chip player. He wasn't a blue-chip player the last two years. He's a blue-chip player. Micah Parsons is a blue-chip player. Trayvon Diggs is a blue-chip player. You get three players on all three levels that are blue-chips like this, Man, you 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 could do something like they did in a fifty-six to fourteen win, and then Randy Gregory is playing a, a outstanding football here. So, uh,
0: I curse. Uh, oh, we, we wow. got to mention Curse man because he's wow. been playing outstanding. <laughs> yes, he
2: has outstanding football, sacking the quarterback, getting that secondary lined up. I mean. <laughs> They're going to be a tough out, man. They're going to be a tough out, especially if this offense is rolling or getting back to what it was doing at the beginning of the season. It's going to be a tough out for anybody in these playoffs.
3: Yeah, I mean, what Tank Lawrence did yesterday, in my opinion, he, he basically broke Washington. I thought that play right there just said so much, and, and you saw the way the stadium was rocking the sidelines. I mean, that just that just took everything to the next level. and. Obviously, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and we'll talk about the slump that Dak Prescott was in. Okay. He says he wasn't, but he was. But we'll talk <laughs> he about that slump. next. <laughs> it's the Players Lounge, brought to you by right here on DallasCowboys.com, radio.
5: Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it, they go, you go? <laughs> And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me.
4: Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
1: Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge.
3: Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm new scrunch along with former Dallas Cowboys Safeties, Barry Church, and Danny McCrae. It's a victory Monday. No complaining allowed on this show today because the Cowboys dominated the Washington football team 56-14. Dak Prescott put a whole lot of work in, in basically a half, put in the whole game in a half. 321 yards, four touchdowns, through an offensive touchdown to an offensive, uh, threw a touchdown pass to an offensive lineman, tight end, running back, receiver. <laughs> The man was balling out of control, and afterwards, he was asked if he felt like the slump was over, and Dak was like, "Oh, what slump? Uh, 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 I was never in a slump." I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> whatever. Say whatever you want, but what we saw the last three, four weeks was not you. What we saw on Sunday Night Football against Washington Football Team—that's the Dak Prescott that got paid forty-five million dollars. That's the Dak Prescott that can take the Cowboys deep in the playoffs, fellas. Your thoughts on what Dak was saying that, hey, ain't no slump. What slump are you talking about?
2: But, but look, look, man, I don't know what Dak over there talking about. You know, he, I guess he was a little hyped up after the game, but my man was definitely in a slump. I mean, there was six weeks there where I think his quarterback rating was down in the 40s or the 50s. So, I mean, he, he definitely had a little slump there, but – To me, I thought this game right here, this 56-14 to game, I thought this was going to happen last. Like, I thought them going to New York, that was going to be the get-right game, and they were going to blow the doors off of them, and we were going to get out of this slump. But it just took another week to get that thing going, and they went out there, and they punished, I mean, straight punished, the Washington football team. And then you look at Kellen Moore and what he was able to do play calling-wise. They did an emphasis on – I know my boy D-Mac was happy about this, but they put an (laughs) emphasis on getting the ball to 19 early and often. So you saw they were drawing up plays for him, making him the primary target, not just saying, OK, if he wins, you know, look his way. He might be open. He was the primary target on a lot of those plays out there. He voiced his concerns early in the week. Kellen Moore said, alright I'm, I'm going to feed you the football, big dog. And he was able to do that. Um, they had a couple good plays in there where they were drawing up some things to where that creativity that we saw earlier in the season from their play calling, it, it kind of shown a little bit. Um, there was a one play, I think, on 3rd and 16 early in the game where I was like, man, what, what are you thinking? The man did A catch lateral pass. I don't even know what, how to explain it. But the, it was just out of pocket. Like, don't ever do that stuff again. But you could see the man did an emphasis on getting the ball to Amari Cooper, showed a little bit more creativity out there. And Dak Prescott was a lot more efficient A lot more accurate than he's been in the past. The offensive line blocked well for him. So it was a good day all around offensively. And shout out to uh, Terrence Steele for getting that big, uh, thick six, as they call it. Big man in the end zone. That was awesome. Yeah,
0: Yeah, shout out to Terrence Steele. We'll get on him in a minute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, listen, I I, I do believe that uh, Dak Prescott was in the slump. And, Nui, I know you said no complaining. So I'm going to say it this way. Dak Prescott went out there and did what he was supposed to do. And I give him credit for that because you've seen teams and players not go in and and, and handle their business like they're supposed to when you playing against a team who are missing those type of weapons, uh, i.e., uh, the L.A. Chargers versus the Houston, Texas uh, this week. Went out there and they weren't focused and they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They went out there and lost. So, shout out to Dak and the, and the Cowboys for going out here and doing what they're supposed to do. I think this is a good get-right game for Dak. For him to get that confidence back and be able to see... If I do things a certain way and get back to the basics, then I'm able to play at the at my best. And he went out there and he did that. And uh, shout out to Amari Cooper. If you see, if you if you watch it, the guy was open every time. He's going to run the route to get him open, and he and he literally can do this at any point in the game, especially if you if you uh, if the defense is playing man to man coverage. So shout out to him for getting that. And if you see it when the offense goes. Four to twenty-one to nineteen, right? Uh, Dak Prescott focus on Ezekiel Elliott, then focus on uh, Amari Cooper. Everything opens up. The bootleg opens up. The p- uh, play action opens up. Deep passes open up. The middle of the field opens up. Like that is the recipe for you to win. Give the ball to the guys <laughs> who make the money. And you'll be okay. And we did that, and 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 it looked amazing. And, and like you said, church, shout out to Terrence Steele, man. He got him the touchdown. When Tyron Smith come back, he'd be back on the bench. But big man, <laughs> big man, like to score. Big man like to score, man. Because Lael actually is out there, and he's his specialty. It seems like is being when he pulls in the running game and he's leading the charge. It, it's nobody like that uh, when you see him running down the field. So shout out to him for playing well too. Yeah,
2: Lael like, Collins, to me, man, he. He seems like a – and you know this D-Mac playing against Washington back in the day, but he kind of reminds me of – um, who was there? was it Trent Williams? Was their big tackle for a while? Mm-hmm. He's on San yeah. Francisco right now. He seems like that guy when he's pulling around the corner. And I know for a fact because – uh, Terrence Williams or uh, whatever his name is Williams put me on my back a couple of times out there in Washington. But Lyell, like, yeah, I mean, he's looking good pulling. He seems like he's he does his best work when he's involved in the run game. And D Mac, man, you think they was just throwing a, a couple breadcrumbs to steal over there, knowing he's about to get right back on the bench?
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, listen, I, I don't I don't think it was intentional. Tino you know, just to give him something. But the, but the truth of the matter is, if Tyrus Smith comes back healthy. And the way that layo is playing now especially we're going to focus on running the football terrence still won't see the field for for the super bowl run which is which is unfortunate but you gave uh, layo a chance to continue to uh to prove that he can play better so now that spot is is for sure and tyron is hall of famer jerry loves him he's going to play well if he's out there and he's healthy so you know unfortunately terrence still might be taking that fullback position from who is, is it mcgovern McGovern. Hey T still yeah. with
2: the little athletic out there, man. Got the little release off the line. Good
0: catch, man. <laughs> <laughs> so now nah, shout, shout out to Terry Steele. I'm a Terrence Steele fan, man, but uh, but I gotta give uh, Leo his props. When we we run the ball and you seen us pull we were pulling all night. Guards, tackles, we pulled everybody. And that is when we were at our best, man. When you when you get that convoy in front of Zeke, and then he gets to punish them at the end, like he did on that touchdown run. That's something that defenders do not want to see coming at them, especially with the new rule that like the defensive backs and linebackers, whatever. You cannot cut the offensive linemen when they're pulling like that. So that is just something you don't want to see coming at you. That's that's a that's a crazy rule to me. Like I don't
2: how do they expect defensive backs to. To get in on the play, like we ain't about to hit these big offensive linemen up top. That's that's endangering our health. Like I, you know, I don't get it, but you know that's a, hey, that's a hey, conversation
0: you know, for another day. No, no, hold on, because I got I do have a conversation. I'm watching I'm watching a broadcast yesterday, and and people are loving this. Like when the running backs get stopped uh, right before the goal line, now the offensive linemen can hop behind them and they can go push them into the end zone. But then yeah, you know, that's the defense. And on the defense, four progress and stop. But we didn't push the running back 10 yards back, but they still get the ball wherever four progress and stop there. I think that is absolute garbage. Make it fair both ways. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm off my rant.
2: No, I, I'm, I'm going to add on a little bit to that. They got to make it fair both ways, man. You done opened up the can. Now I'm jumping all in it now. <laughs> this ain't rugby. Like you, can't, like you just said, McCray, you can't have a scrum push the ball forward but when the defenders do it, it's it's for a progress stop. Because I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen next. You're gonna see these little defenders, the DBs, all these players. They see the scrum going forward. They gonna start knifing into that pile at knees, and they gonna start hitting these linemen at the knees to stop them from pushing it forward. And then we're gonna have a whole <laughs> discussion on how that's. Not fair to the linemen. You're going to hurt the lineman. We're talking about health and protocols for the game. No, man. They just want the offense to be successful each and every season. I mean, they just make it up. They might as well be 7-on-7 seven seven now. They might as well just let the quarterback go out there and pass it around, and we'll play two-hand touch. I mean, because this it, it's getting ridiculous for defenders uh, in the league nowadays. All right, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox.
3: Uh, get the ultimate fan experience. <laughs> for the ultimate Cowboys fan, join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now, and you're going to get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. Going back to Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper raised his voice, and he was hit with 11 targets. He made seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. Going forward, should Amari Cooper have sent the message and Kellamore gets it now, or does he have to reiterate this one more time? Because this is the Amari Cooper you're paying $20 million for, Danny.
2: Oh, well, I, yeah, Mac went off. Oh, we back. Saying, but, right. uh, we back. But, look, I think he's going to have to reiterate it. I mean, I know this is, you know, the offense, like, all right, you know, he, he told Kellen, he told everybody, like, look, I need to get the ball. So I feel like they fed him in that game, but when we go into this next game, if the run game is popping or somebody else on the receiving core is popping, then they're going to feed those guys. And then eventually it's going to cycle back over again to where Amari is going to be like, ah, I'm not, you know, happy not getting the rock and all this other stuff. I feel like I could do more damage that way. So I think he's going to have to uh, keep going and making sure these guys know he's out there and he can go ahead and he can contribute to this team. Cause he's, he's a mild mannered dude. He's not going to go out there and, 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 and cuss anybody out because they didn't give him the football. He's a team player and he does what's best for the team, but at that moment, he felt like him getting the football more would be best for the team. So I hope they keep yeah. that in mind, and I hope they keep feeding this guy. Y'all, y'all better stop playing
0: with Coop. <laughs> stop, <laughs> hey. Yeah, team, team player and all that other stuff, the same stuff we said on the players' lines, Coop was hearing that same exact stuff from everybody else in his ear as well, and it started to wear on him, wear on him a little bit. And the thing is, he was right, though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so yeah. everybody should walk in and look at this and say, look, If if we frustrated this guy, our even kill the most team-player-focused type guy, enough for him to actually have to say something, and then when he did say it, we looked like a totally different team, we should actually listen. Because what he said was correct, and he came out there and he made the plays uh, when he had to, and and it was a totally different uh, type of Amari Cooper that we've seen, and and that's the one that I want to see moving forward.
3: All right, let's get another break in here. When we come back, let's dive into the special teams, and the whole fact that the Cowboys are sitting here at the number two seed right now. How realistic is it that they could get the number one seed? Let's dive into that next. Noe Scruggs, along with Barry Church and Danny McCray, the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
1: Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs>
5: Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
4: At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.
2: At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why?
3: Your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd. And that's in 2022. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit seatgeek.com, the official ticketing partner of AT&T Stadium. You're in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Louis Scruggs, along with former Dallas Cowboys safeties Barry Church and Danny McCray. Gentlemen, have you ever been on a football team where you saw the kind of fight Happened that we saw between the Washington football team yesterday when Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne went at it and Chris Collinsworth for some reason didn't look at the video correctly because he was trying to blame Allen for what happened for swinging and uh, when you put your hand on a dude's head like that, you're asking to get swung on in my opinion.
2: Yeah, you you definitely ask him to get swung on because that's a grown man right there. They, they both grown men, and you don't treat other grown men like that. <laughs> like he and understand it was the tensions were boiling. They're getting their butts kicked on national TV, but for my man to get up and just he just mushed him with a finger right in the eyeball. It almost looked like. The other guy, Island, he had no choice but to retaliate. Because if you let that slide on national TV, <laughs> you will never hear the end of it. Whether it's in their locker room, other people's locker rooms, family members, boys going to be hitting you up. Because if that happened to you, D-Mac, you know damn well how to be calling your phone. Hey, I know you ain't let that dude just do that to you. So he had no choice but to swing at my man out there. And he's, he's good he didn't connect. Cause if he would have connect solid, that you know there would have been some blood leaking out of somewhere. Cause that was a that's a big man throwing a heavy fist out there. But he was in rightful to do so. Payne should not have put his hands on him, and that's what happens. Cause nobody on that NFL sidelines. I don't think anybody's afraid of anybody else. Like I don't care how big you. I've seen running backs fight linemen. I've seen wide receivers fight linemen as well. So it don't matter who you is if you disrespect another man on the field
0: like that or anywhere, you don't get The hands put to you. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah, hey, listen, I, I ain't a lot to you, Church. Just take me back to it—not it, the same situation, but when we had that guy Greg Hardy on the squad. He came over and slapped the clipboard out of uh, Rich hand, yeah, and Rich yeah. is ready to get it in now. Like, <laughs> like really. Nobody is scared of anyone, right? Because you you gotta treat grown men with, with with that type of respect. Because we all we all go through the same type of stuff in the locker room. We, we 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 do the same training. We go through the same pains, the same aches, the same wins, the same losses. You treat me with respect. I think he got exactly what he deserved. I'm glad he just grazed him because that could have looked like one of that uh, that Jake Paul versus uh, Woodley fight. Uh, I just I, I just I'm glad he did not get knocked out over there on that Washington bench because that would have been something that that we would to talk about for the next 50 years. So, you don't do that. You got to show these dudes respect. I don't care if you are a captain or not. These dudes are grown and 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 I hear they, they've been knowing each other way back since college. So, so they got some type of relationship. So, he he knew he knew what he was doing when he put put his hand in that dude's face. He should have expected to get swung on.
3: Yeah, <laughs> as they had those imported benches that they brought in and out there fighting. some <laughs> <laughs> bad luck benches. <laughs> <laughs> just, just more embarrassment for that organization. And when the season started, so many people had picked Washington to repeat as division champions, and I said no. I mean, they won the division on seven, with seven wins. Um, this is just a bad organization, and I just think it starts with the leadership at the top with the owner. And to see what we saw yesterday it just, it just kind of continues. Um, this is a bad, it's a bad organization. Faded down the stretch here. They got, they got lucky with a couple of wins this year. Um, things went their way. I mean, go back to that Giants game when Washington yeah. lines up for a field goal and they miss, and all of a sudden here comes a phantom flag, and they're like, oh, the Giants offensive lineman was offside, defensive lineman was offside, <laughs> and, and they went ahead and kicked the field goal again. I mean, stuff like that had happened. And then they had that game where they beat Tampa Bay. You know, Tampa Bay went up their slut walk and got beaten, and people were thinking, oh, this team is good. I'm like, eh, no, they're not. You're not going to mm-hmm. win with those quarterbacks out there. You're just not going to win with them. Uh, special teams unit. How about a blocked punt, and Goldston recovers in the end zone. Clement gets it there. John Fossil, uh, w- with another outstanding special teams performance from his team. You guys are special teams. That's how you cut your cut your teeth and made the Cowboys his free agent. Here, what was your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, listen, I thought it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> one, one because you give the special teams something to play for, right? These guys who are going to block punts. And they know that they can actually get it done now, even though the technique was, was actually really, really bad. <laughs> he still got up there and he blocked the punt. So these guys feel like they're a part of the game because most of the time when you're, watching, when you're watching it back or you listen to commentators talk, they say the offense played well, defense played this way, and they usually leave the special teams out unless they go out there and they do something that is that is bad that cost them the game, like we saw Tavon Austin made a couple of years ago. But now you see the special teams of the Cowboys being talked about in a positive light week in and week out. Like we love that as a special teams unit, right? We want to feel like we're a part of the wins, and if, if we lose, we want to feel like we're a part of the losses. So John Fossil, Coach Fossil, has them playing amazing, just like my man DQ. And I'm telling you, it's just going through the building. DQ has brought a whole new attitude to all to all units. But yeah, shout out to the special teams, man. They are playing outstanding, and and that's what we're gonna need. And we want to make a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah, the special teams
2: are playing awesome. And like you said, D-Mac, Dan Quinn, he might be the best free agent pickup we had all season long. But to me, when you looked at that block punt, his technique, like you said, was downright terrible. I mean, (laughs) my man jumped straight in the air. I mean, usually nine times out of ten, you ain't going to block a punt that way. But I don't know how. He volleyball spiked that thing back into the punter. I mean, that was an amazing play. And for all wings out there, I'm talking about all the wings on the punt team, the guys on the edges, the very last dudes on the edge before you get to the personal protector. I played that position. Do not let the man get inside of you and cross your face. <laughs> like, that's the, the simple rule for it. Like, kick step, kick step. Dude, if that man crosses your face, tackle him. Because you know nine times out of ten he going to block the punt protect your inside make that dude go around the way to get to the punter that was terrible terrible technique by the wing but a hell of a play by clement out there the cowboys like you said special teams are rolling right now fossil is doing his thing and my boy greg the leg if i'm not mistaken he didn't miss one extra point out there yesterday if i'm not mistaken so hopefully he gets it going as well. But kudos to the special teams, man. They're playing awesome as well.
3: So Danny, how much <laughs> should the Cowboys be thinking about trying to get the number one seed at this point in time? They've got games against that's, Arizona, Philadelphia left.
0: That's the only thing they should be thinking about. That's the only thing. They should, they should look. First of all, Mike McCarthy coming from Green Bay, he knows that he doesn't want to go. He should know, like, we don't need to go up there if we have to get to the Super Bowl and have to go through Lambeau Field in order to get there our history with Green Bay and being up in Green Bay, we should have PTSD from that. We should do everything we possibly can to not have to go anywhere, right? We should be able to play all our games here at the stadium because, like you said, Nui, last night when, when uh, D-Law makes that, that incredible play, the crowd's going crazy. I remember when I played here, we had games where we were, like, asking the fans to show up and, and be uh, super rowdy. You don't have to do that anymore. This is, what, this is one of those environments now where you say we have a home field <coughs> advantage, right? So I think we should do everything we can to keep our games here in Dallas, Texas. Well yeah, really to be technical. I think they
2: should get that number one seed. The only thing with me, only thing that concerns me is that little break you get once the season's done. It's like another bye weekend. <laughs> we had it in twenty sixteen to where we were rolling thirteen and three, going into the final game of the regular season up in Philly. I think we beat them and then we had that break. We had that week off before the divisional round playoff. And when we showed up, we showed up sluggish, we didn't start fast, and as y'all know the rest of the story. Aaron Rodgers tore us up, and we ended up losing that game. So that's my only concern. But once again, that team was in 2016, and it was led by Dak and Zeke and all that, but they were rookies at the time. So now they're established veterans, so maybe they can further understand how to oh. how to handle that bye week situation. But if it's up to me, I like to do it the wild card through. I just had the most success so, where I just went straight from playing regular season to playoffs. I kind of like that approach to it.
3: All right, Church, here's where I'll fight you back, and I'll just simply say this. Um, this is a different coaching staff. And yeah, that's true, too. Mike Words McCarthy, right out of my mouth. Move it. You know, Mike McCarthy has gone to a Super Bowl. He also had a 15-1 team in which they had mm-hmm. a bye week, and then the next week mm-hmm. they got put out of the playoffs. So I think yeah. Mike's got that experience now that he'll know exactly how to handle mm-hmm. this. I, I, I got to give him credit mm-hmm. on that. And then you add Dan Quinn, who's also been to a Super Bowl uh, as a head coach. So I think they've got a coaching staff that will know how to handle this thing correctly.
0: I hope so. I, I, I hope so. Go ahead, Demarcus. And like you said, Church, I, I think I think they have they have the right players. I think you got the D laws. You got the Michael Parsons. You got uh, you got the secondary where you got Curse. You got Dak. You got Zeke. You got Coop. You have leaders all over all over this team who are going to make sure that they come out and they play the right way because this is like a once in a lifetime chance, especially if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? Like you don't get the opportunity to watch this type of team be able to go into a playoffs, possibly get in the bye week. Uh, in, in order to get them to the Super Bowl. So I'm sure they're going to keep uh, nailing that in their head. Like, we got to maximize this opportunity. Don't let this slip away.
2: Yeah, I, I get what y'all are saying. I mean, I, I definitely feel that the different coaching staff, a different approach to it. Um, and with that extra bye week, we could get, you know, some guys that are banged up. Maybe Tyron Smith gets another week to rest or whatever the case may be. I just hope that that momentum doesn't dissipate because we seen when when you know it wasn't it was because of injury. But when Dak was off for that game, I think game or two, one of the two. I think he missed either one game or two games. But whatever the case may be, they came back. That offense was stagnant for this next six weeks. So to me, I just want to keep that momentum going. But I understand where y'all coming from, getting extra rest, different coaches staff. It could be beneficial for this team.
3: Hey, look, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say this right now, and you can write it down. I think the Cowboys will end up with a number two seed, but I also would not be surprised if the Cowboys are hosting the NFC championship. We, we, we talked so much about Green Bay and Green Bay's had an excellent run the last two years. It's hard to make it to the championship game three years in a row. It's a hard thing to do. We've seen Kansas City do it, but the odds tell you it's just not going to happen. I mean, it's just very, very hard to keep doing that. So Cowboys could end up hosting the NFC championship game if they just do their part. As a number two seed, just do your part, and then you see where you go. Uh, we're huh. running out of time here. I want to make sure that Danny has the ability time to talk about Joe Burrow going 5
2: Oh, by, do my
3: God.
0: y'all give me the same, same time Herbert next week.
2: Listen, big L give me the same time next week.
0: Listen, listen, let me tell you something. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow felt the disrespect of being snubbed from the Pro Bowl oh. while Justin Herbert is over here being what's he starter. Like, what, what are we talking about? Joe Burrow goes out, he says, hold my beer, all right? Y'all think this dude is better than me? I'm going out oh here my with God. 500, listen, 525 yards of passing on these dudes with four touchdowns. I don't want to hear nothing about it, right? Because Justin Herbert had a chance to go out there and do the same thing against the Texans, who were in the same position as the Washington football team, and they go out there and lose. They they might even go to the playoffs. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow has his team as what seed, Nui? The number one seed in his division. What are we talking about? I don't want to hear anything else about Justin Herbert. It's the Joe Burrow Show, and they are rolling. They're going to be in the playoffs, and Justin Herbert is going to be sitting at home waiting to go to the Pro Bowl.
2: Bro, we, we over here. The man had a, he had a stellar week. I give you that. He had a stellar performance against a team that's probably more depleted than the Washington Redskins. Look, I'm done or Washington football team. I'm sorry, I'm done with this man. I can't believe y'all did a whole end of the segment Bro. on Joe Burrow, man. Who, and then you to disrespect it? Herbert by telling him he be the starter on the Pro Bowl roster. The t- you Bro, you disrespect the, the, the a man the like
0: that. The Texans are missing just as many players as the Washington Football Team and the Baltimore Ravens. They didn't have anybody. They yeah, didn't one, anybody. He, he performed well in one week. Who's been better the whole entire season? One week. Who's had been in first place? Sir. Wow! I just want
2: to know who's been better statistically. They they're in first place. Can I? Can I? can, I, can Joe say who's
3: been better. Church, church, take the L. Just take the L for the week. <laughs> Man, dude, ain't nobody listening
2: to you. You over there on the fence somewhere with Sweden. I ain't trying to hear nothing about what you got to say. Who, who's
0: better statistically so far this season? Joe Burrow is in first place in his division. Oh, my. On, on the way to the questions. playoffs. I think it's time for mixed shots. I don't no, I, I, I know. I, I, said, I, said, I said that Joe Burrow, I've been telling you all season that Joe Burrow is better than Justin Herbert, I believe. And he should also still be in the running for comeback player of the year. And Joe and Justin Herbert can go take that promo fan vote and all that other stuff with him while Joe Burrow's getting ready to go to the playoffs and trying to make a deep run. We gonna right. see. We gonna see, man.
3: That is that oh, is gosh. our time here for the playoffs. I can't believe
0: we'll you New York City, Hossums. man. I can't believe y'all. We'll man.
3: do it again tomorrow, twelve thirty, right here on DallasCowboys.com. Maybe.